after we finished uh, game night, I just like stood up for like an hour. I was like, I just need to stand. <laughs> yeah, I <feel> it. <laughs> yeah, my Apple Watch is begging me. It's begging me. To- <laughs> Welcome to Without a Roadmap. My name is Jonas. And I'm Cam. We're both PMs here at Parlor, which is a startup located in downtown Boston. Yeah, so this is a show for the product people who don't have all the answers. We tell the plan the stories of PMs who get the job done but are still figuring it out. Yep, so we're here to share our perspective as early career PMs and also bring on guests so that they can share their stories and their experiences so we can all figure this thing out together. So we've had three guests so far, back to back to back. So I want to first thank Eliana, Caitlin, and John for coming on the show, being our first three guests. Um, shout, shout out to y'all. But today, it's just us two. Yes, yes. Very esteemed guests. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I really appreciated having them on. Hope you guys did as well. But uh, I think, yeah, it's nice to kind of come back to, to our roots, where we started, just the two of us, uh, you know, especially with this, you know, very special episode. Uh, I think, you know, as everybody knows, we're dealing with a very interesting situation around the globe uh, with the spread of the coronavirus and you know, due to that, it's kind of had a huge impact on obviously everybody's daily life, but um, kind of with respect to what we're interested in talking about here, just the impact that it's had on Parler as an organization, uh, as well as our roles at Parler as PMs. Uh, so I thought that it might be interesting to kind of talk about how it's impacted us, uh, you know, also from a you know, company perspective, from product perspective, culture all that. And, you know, I think that there might be a lot of overlap with, you know, how your companies are dealing with this and things of that nature. So uh, I thought it might be interesting to dive into. Yeah, I I definitely agree. First, I want to, I want to say, hope everyone's staying healthy, staying sane, taking care of both your physical health and also your mental health, because being not, not being able to kind of go out and just like go to a restaurant with your friends and catch up with friends, family stuff can be very taxing on, on your mental health. So just want to make sure everyone's staying healthy out there. Um, but yeah, definitely for, I think today we should definitely just kind of speak on how this current situation has moved the team at Parler to a fully remote um, company now. And then also how that's also changed, the, the markets also changed because of the whole coronavirus situation. And then how um, that's impacted our product priorities and what we're thinking of working on. And how and what we've learned so far based on the first week and a half of dealing with this unexpected um, situation. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like you said, I think the thing that it's impacted the most uh, from a business perspective for us also has the greatest bearing on our roles as PMs because it's product priorities and kind of how we've had to shift and kind of stay nimble and kind of our, you know, understanding of what's happening, how it's impacted the market and, you know, through all of that, um, how we prioritize uh, what we're currently working on. Uh, So I think, you know, we're kind of shifting from being in a space where we're kind of in the go to market, like planning mode and our product priorities are a little, like majorly kind of defined by, uh, you know, prospects or people in our sales pipeline and trying to make sure that we're building things that uh, will eventually close those deals. Uh, and that's all good and all. But um, with this current situation, like a lot of you know, um, there's kind of been a 
it's like contractionary effect on the economy and obviously businesses are impacted, uh, budgets are impacted at companies. Uh, and so, you know, because of that, um, you know, we've seen some deals put on pause uh, and, you know, that's kind of given us the opportunity to step back a little bit from, you know, working on this like kind of customizations and, and work for kind of specific potential customers and kind of going back into working on big picture, like vision uh, stuff that we've been working on and, you know, had kind of in the roadmap, but had put on pause. So. Um, it's exciting because that's the type of work that we feel is foundational and necessary for the product. Um, you know, it's, it's like those are these big undertakings. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, a lot yeah. of work, a lot of thought could, because, you know, this is what we always envisioned or like what the founders envisioned. So we're actually being able to kind of take a step back and work on those things, but it also comes with certain trade-offs because the things that are visionary that we think are visionary also take a lot of time to to think through design and all come to a agreement from the first pass without it being like four months of work so it's also that that trade-off but mm -hmm. i think what the situation has taught or has really taught me not really taught but also has like kind of hit home and hammer the point is you can't be too attached to like what you're currently building so I mean, for both of us, we both had different set of priorities and features that we were both scoping out, uh, dealing with the with Jonah, our designer, and also writing stories for. And those priorities have obviously shifted because of what you just said. And so it just kind of hit, hit home on the point where you can't really be too focused and too attached to certain things that you're about to build because the market could shift, a big client can come in or something like that, and you have to just completely shift your priorities in order to meet that situation and become successful. And so I feel like the takeaways for me in this situation is just not becoming attached to certain functionality because of certain situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like for, yeah. So like, for example, with the situation we're all dealing with now is um, like when a market like that shifts and people's like our potential buyers, this market shifts and they're not really focused on buying soft software for whatever reason, you kind of have to take that and kind of just shift your priorities to kind of maybe focus on things you were thinking of building, but were put on hold in case of us, or maybe just kind of focus on um, just cleaning up your product. So maybe there's some outstanding bugs that you guys that the team may have had that have been put on hold because they weren't higher priority, but they just make the overall experience a little cleaner. Maybe you focus on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really, really true. Especially for product people. We, you know, kind of can fall in love with ideas and, you know, potential solutions for those problems we think yeah. exist. Uh, but it's, it's really important uh, to understand that at the end of the day, like we are kind of, you know, still going to be tied to business goals and those business goals are what keep the, you know, keep the lights on. So um, exactly. Yeah, it's like, you know, that's, you know, it's really important context. And uh, yeah, so the idea of kind of not being tied down to anything in particular. Yeah. Super, super important. I mean, you brought up like you have to be tied in with uh, with company goals, and so say you're that you're not you're dealing with just the normal day to day routine of your product life, but sales brings in this huge potential client. It could be a multi million dollar deal, and you're like, and then the your manager or the head of products, all right, we're shifting our entire roadmap, our entire priorities in order to fit the needs of this this biggest client that could be game changing for our company, changing for our company. So that happened to me um, at a previous role. Like we had to just completely shift our entire this roadmap for six to eight months. Where, like, it's a good thing where it can be 
company changing for like your company, especially if you're a small startup, like, like any startup in the world today, but it also be kind of nerve wracking, especially if like you're a product person and you're really excited for these new features, or if you're um, customer facing, you're having to deal with um, your clients, your accounts that won't get the features that you promised them maybe two weeks ago because the entire roadmap has changed because of one big client. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And kind of to that point and more like tying it to the current situation, it's, uh, you know, at the same time, you don't want to invest too many resources in that one particular, in, in those specific uh, customizations or, or uh, working to kind of sell to a specific client, especially if it's not kind of built with your greater vision and also with like potential value to your general user population in mind, um, because yeah, yeah. those like unexpected shocks could happen. And exactly. Exactly. Where, you know, you would hate for a potential uh, contract to fall through and you'd already invested time and energy in something that isn't going to bring value to your product and your users down the line. So it's kind of like a like a prescient reminder that, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, everything that you do should have like your general user population in mind whenever possible. I know it's not always going to be the case, but, you know, whenever possible. Thankfully, in our case at Parler, uh, you know, anything that we do take on for a potential client is you know, going to be something that we still think is going to bring value to the general user population. Like at this stage, we haven't done any specific customizations yep. to uh, where it would, uh, you know, where we do feel like we're, you know, putting all of our resources into a place that, uh, you know, is not going to actually support the rest of the users. So, you know, I think uh, it's going to vary company to company, but uh, I don't know. It's just obviously things like this are so unexpected. It's, it's really yeah, difficult yeah, to, yeah. to even prepare or think about it, but you know, they happen. So being ready, being prepared, uh, super useful. Um, I think uh, like another thing that comes up as a takeaway for me is like that, just that thought of like, if you do have one of those strategic clients or, uh, you know, a customer um, that, you know, churns because of an unexpected shock like this or an imp, like, a, you know, you don't want that to have such a drastic impact on your product priorities to the point where it throws you off or, you know, off the ability to kind of, continued providing value to your end users. Yeah, yeah. It's it also this, those, two, those two situations that we just brought up, just having a big potential client come on and want to buy your software so your roadmap shifts to meet their needs or maybe a strategic uh, client may churn because of a competitor that has a certain set of functionality that you don't currently have. It just hits home to the point with me that I've been saying is that like not all your customers, not all your users are, are equal. Like for the big accounts, you have to do certain things to make them happy because they're your strategic accounts, their, their company changing. You just kind of have to do whatever you can to make them happy and to keep those deals alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy uh, with all these things in mind and everything that's going on, the, the importance of communication, just given the fact that we're all like working in different areas now and I know a lot of places have the remote work culture thing down pretty, pretty like, like solid, like Zapier, they are kind of like the example of like remote work and how efficient you can be. Um, but it's new to us. And uh, with all these shifting priorities, it's, it's, uh, you know, required that we're in constant contact with one another, um, you know, for better, or for worse. And, uh, you know, that, you know, just like the, the idea of shifting to remote and especially with so much going on is I feel like that's something that everybody's dealing with. Like, I think, you know, it might be interesting to dive into uh, that kind of subject. Yeah, definitely agree. I mean, even with shifting priorities, like 
whether you're regardless of if you're remote or in office, like it's always just crucial to be able to communicate that quickly across not only the product team, but also the whole entire company, just to keep everybody in the loop of what's going on. So everyone's kind of just driving towards the same end goal. And mm-hmm. there's not, there, you just kind of limit people trying to like segue off into their own specific things that they need to do. It's mm-hmm. like important to keep everybody aligned. But in terms of how we've shifted to everybody being remote, um, it's been it's been interesting. I think we've handled it pretty well so far. What are the things? What are some of the, the things that have helped you so far in this fully remote work culture? Because I think you were remote before for a couple of weeks um, at previously at Firecracker, right? Right. Yeah. So we did remote work after the acquisition. Uh, they they kind of got rid of the office, shut us down, <laughs> sent us home. So I'm lucky enough to have like I was able to bring my entire work set up from there home. Nice. You know. So it's when lit. I left, <laughs> so you know that's why that's why I'm coming in crispy clear. Cam might be a little grainy, but I'm out here bumming it out <laughs> in my <Yes>. living room. <laughs> so. I was I was uh, I was able to bring my standing desk home, which has not changed the level since I've gotten it. But it's a standing desk, and, and yeah, I, got I need the, that. I mean, yesterday after like the full work, day, I had to stand up for an hour. I was like, "Yo, I just been sitting down for like yeah, six, I've eight hours so many, straight." It's <laughs> got way too many cords attached to it. Like I tried putting it <laughs> once, and like my laptop went flying. I was like, "All right, this, this is staying, <laughs> just staying right here." But it looks like a nice desk, so. Yeah, at least it's got that for it. But um, yeah, I think uh, it's super important that you're communicating effectively. But you know, I think there's a couple of things that I could probably learn from from other people is trying to try and pull some feedback on how to do uh, that well, because you can fall into the trap of like either being two heads down and not paying attention uh, to things happening around you, or you can yep. fall into the trap of like, doing having too many meetings and spending too much time uh on call rather than actually doing heads down work so i if i'm looking at my calendar actually it's got i got in the background and it's like one day i have like two hours of like actual heads down work time and <laughs> i have the whole entire day and so you know I, I think there's like a balance in between there where you know you're you're communicating effectively and it might not be setting up a formal meeting, but it might just be, you know, pinging person and hopping in a Slack chat, um, which I yeah. found most useful instead of just like typing back and forth, yeah. for example. Definitely having like a whole bunch of meetings on your calendar, especially when they're like, say you have a 30 minute meeting, then you have like five, 10 minutes to your next meeting. It's like, you can't really do anything in those five to 10 minutes. Yeah, so like, you just going to scroll on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, and just wait until like yeah. the next yeah. next meeting starts. <laughs> But yeah. I think I think yeah. for me, in terms of like this whole moving to remote remote thing, like the things like I really appreciate is like when you send a message to somebody in Slack, whether it's like into a, a public channel or to like a one-to-one direct message, just having somebody, what, what I try to do is just give them like a got it, cool, okay, or like even give them like a thumbs up emoji on the message just to make sure that they know that you read it. Because mm. like when you're in the office, you can, if you ask somebody a question in Slack, they can quickly just take off their headphones or like walk over to you. Like, Hey, like I saw you mentioned that we can just talk about it real quick. But I feel like when you're all remote and you send a message in Slack, like the person can actually either be like reading this, the stuff you sent them or like watching the video you sent them, but you don't really know they're taking that action because you can't see them do it. Right. Yeah. And that's so important. Uh, I've, I've started like feeling like I'm doing too many thumbs ups to kind of sign it <laughs> off. But like, you know, if it, if you it need helps, it though. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely. Helps, then, then, it helps know. me. So if I send you something, give me a, a thumbs up. 
right, will do. I'll keep that in mind. I appreciate that. Uh, and on, on top of that, it's also uh, along the lines of Slack communication. It's it can get so hard to like understand tone. Uh, and yeah, for especially sure. With like there being so many changes happening right now, and people have like their own opinions on what should be done. Uh, it like tone can be lost really quickly, and I think it's important that whenever possible, if it's through using, you know, just doing calls or like, you know, throwing in an emoji when, when necessary. Yeah. It's super definitely got to spam the emojis. Like, yeah. Just like to keep it light <laughs> because at the end of the day, we were like, hopefully we're all working together. We're all on this team. Uh, and you know, even if it didn't, you know, you can get, uh, you know, in disagreements online, it's important that you're like getting the, the, positive tone over uh, yeah even if it's not like yeah you should you shouldn't be negative on slack that's exactly that's not, not good like I, I i've been like hesitant of like adding people in like public channels because like when you add somebody it can be taken as if you're calling them out like hey like you didn't do this but like sometimes i just really want to know like that you are uh-huh. that you saw my message yeah no so. i feel the same way <laughs> I, I, you bring that up i feel i feel the same way i don't like adding somebody but it needs to be done like sometimes yeah it's, it's just for the notification and exactly like, if you're not actually like you know pinging the right person then you know it gets lost and you know that's that's the worst case scenario so hey you know at me whenever necessary man you know yeah just, i appreciate that <laughs> yeah. yeah uh but like on the on that line uh i think the uh, impact that the remote culture has had on culture is pretty profound um, because we are like a pretty tight knit team. Like, you know, yeah, for sure. Everybody comes in the office just about every day, even though we are remote friendly. And I think a lot of that's, you know, obviously because of the ease of collaboration, but also just because we enjoy spending time with one another. Uh, so now, you know, we're just spending the, like all day you know, typing at each other. And, you know, I think that we do lose a little bit of that camaraderie. Uh, so I'd be interested to hear what people are doing to try and like keep like team culture and like, you know, yeah. keeping like maintaining the the positivity with one another. Yeah, and super important. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was saying super important because like, you just need to maintain your company culture, make sure everybody's like doing well, like in this, this crazy time right now, because everyone's going through different struggles dealing with not being able to just see other people as normally as they do. So it's just crucial to keep like the, the good spirits, the good energy going with the whole team and the whole company. Like for, for us, we did like this thing yeah, last night, Jackbox TV that had a company game night virtually, which was super late. I was, I was trash at it. I, I came in last both times. <laughs> but <laughs> Cam is really good at, at game night when it's uh when it's actually like you know strategic board games like you know yeah, especially yeah. when there's deception involved. Cam's those are my vibes. Those are yeah. my vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stupid trivia. That that's not your, that's not it for you. Um, you know, just keep it keep it, keep it a, a buck with you. But it's okay. Uh, you've, you've I accept got, that. I accept it. <laughs> yeah he's still shooting 90 percent from the free throw line so facts facts yeah. oh my my guy al al paul he's a coach on boston university's staff they won the championship uh last week before everything got shut down so he was hurt that i didn't give him a name shout out so i had to give him a name shout out <laughs> that's all your, your coach is your coach is tuning in well oh al paul he's my roommate he's a Oh, poster's cracked. He's my roommate. <laughs> so he's uh he's the director of basketball operations. But oh, okay, okay. Yeah. The head coach, right. Jaden Jones, Jay Jones, I can probably send him the, the podcast. He has his own podcast, actually. That yeah, I'll send it to him, see what he thinks. 
right. Yeah, man. We're trying to get all the feedback we can from podcast people. But yeah, shout out to all Cam's friends who've been who've been tuning in. My friends too. <laughs> you know, maybe they're not they're not letting me know. Uh, shout out to everybody. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so sorry. Back on uh, back on track here. Uh, How about we just uh, we just wrap it up? I feel like we've been at it for a little little longer. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, important update. Um, we are now live on Spotify, which is exciting. Uh, you can check True. out out a roadmap, uh, podcast, just search us on, on your Spotify app. Be sure to subscribe, download it all. Make sure we take we'll, up all that. Space we'll drop phone. the link somewhere below yeah. or above wherever this is posted on LinkedIn mm-hmm. uh, or Twitter. So we'll make sure to do that. Mm-hmm. And we should be on the Apple podcast app soon. Uh, if there's any other platforms we get on, we'll be sure to update you. So that was a request that somebody made uh, that we make it easier to view these or listen to the podcast uh, outside on like a phone. So shout out to uh, to everybody who is providing all that good feedback. Yeah, yes, yeah, sir. So last thing to kind of just, just wrap up the key takeaway from me dealing with this crazy time and how to just be adaptable to certain situations, just for me, what I think when we talk about the buzzword agile and software development is just truly being able to adapt to in whatever situation on the fly, like not always just relying on the certain frameworks of agile, like the two-week sprint, stuff like that. It's more just about being able to adapt uh, your product, product priorities and your roadmaps to whatever situation you're currently in, whether that be um, the market shifting or a big client comes in or one of your best clients may churn because of certain stuff that happens. Just being able to kind of just adapt to those needs and get the job done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my, I'd say my big takeaway is on like the interpersonal side, because as PMs, we all know that's one of the most important things we can do. So uh, be sure to make sure that you keep the channels of communication between all the internal stakeholders open and contact them frequently and as often as possible. But at the same time, try and, uh, you know, try and, like minimize the amount of time spent in meetings as possible. I'm still trying to improve that. Uh, <laughs> I, I've had like a whole 30 minutes of free time today. So I need to probably uh, schedule my week's uh, better so yeah that's you know make sure that you're you're taking your uh, your communication seriously cool well mm-hmm. that's it for today's episode i think this is probably our longest one between us two probably because we just want to just talk to other people after being at home yeah. so long <laughs> um but just make sure to go to spotify if you guys have to use spotify hit the follow button on spotify and download our episode help us out help the boys out yep yep Till then, everybody in. Take care, stay safe, and wash your hands. Stay healthy. Yeah, facts. <laughs> <laughs>